And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Award, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Yes, I am, and thank you so much there, the legendary John Bon Jovial folks. So glad to have you all with us today, John Bon Jovial, you included. We've got a big super Why, packed show thank today. Thank you so with, much, David. With a, you're very welcome. With a lot of music and a lot of other stuff to get to, so we're going to get right into it. First off, want to thank our house band, Titty Bingo, for their theme music, if you haven't. Go check them out, kittybingo.com. You'll like it. They do some great down-home rock and roll that you'll love. And also want to mention our friends at Rochester Free Radio, WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. And uh, they are our flagship station. They carry us every Saturday at noon. And we want to uh, mention to you that they're going to be doing a fundraiser a radiothon, Labor Day weekend, uh, to raise money to support the station, pay the bills, and keep Rochester Free Radio free so you don't get a whole lot of those messy commercials. You know those, you, you know what commercials are. Well, you don't get a lot of them on RFZFM, and uh, that's why. So they're going to be doing a, radio, a radiothon, Labor Day weekend, uh, how they support the stations, and they'll be using donations from that weekend for, you know, support the station, upgrades, and all of that stuff, and they will continue free radio by running as much of their regular programming as possible that weekend with occasional cut-ins to remind listeners, but hopefully not those, uh, you know, not those five-minute public service announcements that you get on other telethons and radiothons, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean, don't you, John Bob Jovial? money. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't do yeah. that. No, and, uh, no. NPR does that, but, but, but WRFC does not do that. They're very tasteful and classy about it because they recognize the fact that people are tuning into them because it's not the same old crap that you hear on these other silly rock Absolutely. and roll radio stations with five car dealers screaming bloody murder at you, or <laughs> if you take this drug, it may fix you, but you'll die from the horrible side effects. No, they don't do that. Absolutely. They do it very nicely. So if you guys I'm, can, we would really appreciate it if you would make a donation to the good folks of WRFC Radio Free Rochester because they, they, they really, really are good people, and they're providing a great service. And you can catch them online at rochesterfreeradio.com. Check them out, and uh, if you can, give a listen Labor Day weekend, and send them a donation if you can. Every penny is appreciated. We've got three guests here today this week. A lot of music, as I said, so we're going to get into it right now with our first guest, Mr. Stephen Kay. And here is his tune that he actually introduced us to the last time he was on the show. It's called Second Fiddle.
Stephen K., he's country to the bone, and that's a song that just about every guy who's ever gotten uh, the wrong treatment from his gal could relate to, and we're going to bring the man in here right now to sit and talk with us for a couple. Come on in here, Stephen, and say hello. How are you doing, everybody? Um, doing glad great, to be here Steve. with everybody today. And we're glad to have and, you here with us oh. again. We've got, I know oh, we've got man, one major, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I know we got one major subject that I want to touch on before we let you go, but just for the people that may not, may not know you too well, tell us a little bit about Stephen K. Now, I know you've been playing and performing since you were, what, about the age of six, if I remember correctly, and uh, you've got some pretty strong eight. feelings about country music. Tell us about your feelings for country music. And country music has been a part of my life for, since I could, since I could walk. You know, it's something that I love. It's something I believe in. And, you know, country music is one of those things that needs to go back to country music, in, in, in my humble opinion. You know, and, and I try to keep as much of that into my music as I can, that traditional country with a little bit of an edge to it at times. But we got to have that we got to have that traditional country in that music at all times. John Bon Jovial, did you have something you wanted to uh, jump in no, here? No, I just, I just, I, 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 no, I just wanted to do a big righteous amen to that statement <laughs> because you know both David, both you and I, you know, we jocked country music, traditional country oh, yeah. music for years. Yeah, I was, and, I was doing country you know, music when country music wasn't cool. And we both were, <laughs> and I tell you yeah. what, I, I was you know, in country when, radio when back got, in the sixties. Yeah, when you got a song where you can cut the syrup with a knife, now that's country. <laughs> oh man, well, that's a oh, fact. Man, now, you, you, that, that's true. <laughs> now you actually, I, I you know when I refer to my my beginnings in country radio back in the sixties, I was fortunate that I was right on the cusp in the mid sixties when country was reestablishing itself as you know acceptable to the masses. 
And uh, as a matter of fact, it it cost me a great job, I think, because I had a I had an offer to leave the station I was at to go into another station across town, and because they were going to switch from middle of the road to country, and I didn't go because well I had a solid position where I was, and I didn't really know if they were going to make it. And a year later, they were number one in the market, so <laughs> I missed out on that one. But hey, we digress again. Steve, tell us a little bit about where you are now. I mean, you're physically out of where? I'm out of Pendleton, Oregon. Um, actually sitting here on my ranch right now talking with you guys. Awesome. Gee, I wish, uh, I, wish I was sitting on your ranch talking with you, but uh, since we aren't. Now, you are uh, obviously very deeply entrenched in country music. Are you doing, now that we can do this a little bit now, are you doing any live appearances? I am. I've got a huge Veterans Benefit and Music Festival coming up September 4th here in Pendleton with the Gary Sinise Foundation. Lots of top talent coming into town. I'll be headlining this. It's going to be fantastic. I'm glad you brought that up because that is the very important thing I wanted to be sure and cover, but I wanted to give the folks a chance to get to know you a little bit too. But yes, please, I know you've got this big veterans benefit coming up. Please take some time, tell the folks about it. Uh, tell us if you can, who's going to be on the chart for it or on the, uh, on the show, on the bill and uh, you know, just pitch it. This is your stage. Go sell it. I, I will pitch it for you. What we've got is September 4th, I've got Veterans Benefit and Music Festival coming up here in Pendleton, Oregon. It will be at Heritage Station, which is a landmark here in Pendleton, Oregon. Dual stages, I've got a mixture of music coming in for this. I've got the premium rock band out of Tri-Cities, Washington, Jagged Edge coming in. I've got the premium blues band out of Washington coming in, the Vaughn Jensen experience, and I've got a premium solo act out of Eastern Oregon. His name's Steve Campbell. He does Americana. I will headline this event with country music, and we're going to make it country all the way, but I wanted to make sure that there was a little bit of music for every taste as we bring this in for our for our service members, both new and old that are going to be there, because we're going to have a bunch from the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the National Guard, the Marine Corps, the Army, all of them. They're coming in. I've got World War II vets coming in on this. <clears throat> and the really cool thing is, excuse me, I had a frog in my throat. The really cool thing about this is, guys, is I am going to get to perform my brand-new single that will be fresh off the presses. I'll be with Doc Holliday and Sony Nashville at the World Famous Sound Kitchen. Doc awesome. Holliday is a Hall of Fame record producer. He's going right. to be producing my new out, my new single and my new album. And I'll have the Nashville A-team behind me on this doing all the musical accompaniments. So Absolutely. this is going to be hot. i got a lot of big things coming up. And I love the fact that I'm going to be able to do this for our veterans. I am so, we, we are all so behind you on that, and uh, I know the veterans groups are very thankful for you. Now, I, I didn't catch it. If you, uh, if you did mention it, I want you to mention it again so people know for sure and can write it down so that they don't forget. Give us the dates and times uh, for this event. September 4th in Pendleton, Oregon at the Heritage Station Museum, 
from one in the afternoon till seven at night. We're going to have music. We're going to have food vendors. We got alcohol vendors. We've got everything coming in on this. We're going to have the 60-foot American flag strung between two fire trucks, the whole nine yards for this. Awesome. And it awesome. is going, it's going to be big. It sounds like it, and we wish you all the very best. And hopefully you'll be able to come back with us with some with some stories about how things went. John Bon Jovial, I know you're sitting, you just want to jump in here, so go for it. Yeah, just just a, a, a quick thing here, Stephen. I, I want to backtrack a little bit and uh, go on back to the song that we just played, Second Fiddle. You know, it's got a good country swing song to it, uh, sound to it, and uh, very danceable, I think. Um, and, it, it, you know, the first impression that I have of it after listening to it uh, is that I, I wonder what made me – think of what it made me think I can't even talk today what it made me think of was uh, Tanya Tucker sang a song called the San Antonio stroll now totally oh, different, uh, yeah totally different beat totally different piece of production but I listened to this song and I'm thinking to myself is that what she was talking about because I could just see my wife and I getting out there and dancing on the floor and just having a good old time with that Oh, and it is. That's what that song is all about. You get out there, you two-step, you get out there and do your thing. And I've had lots of people doing just that very thing, do that song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I it makes, believe it, it. makes it a lot of fun. John Bon Jovi, I, I don't think, you know, in all the years we've known each other, I don't think I've ever seen you attempt to, da- I mean, dance. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I completely suck at it, which is why you've never seen me do it. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you something. I've spent too many years on this side of the microphone that uh, I'm not the dancer that I used to be back in my uh, my teen years, actually. I I think my, my dancing... My dancing skills have degressed as far as I've progressed over the years, so I can relate to that. Stephen, I want to take, I want to thank you for uh, spending some time with us here today, sharing some of your music and everything. And before you go, uh, two things: one, what you got coming up besides this big veterans uh, benefit on uh, September fourth? You got any any other appearances coming up? I do. I've got I've got some stuff going on at the Cove Cherry Festival. My music management and and uh, booking company they're working on my big shows coming up. I've also got a tour that's being lined up for this year coming in the fall again. Um, so there's going to be lots of appearances, especially after this new single hits. It's uh, we've got a lot of stuff pending on top of this big single that is going to advertise with it just as soon as we're done. Great. So you be sure we'll and let us know. have a lot of big news. You be sure and let oh, us know about the Oh, we will, and I'll be, I'll be back releases. here with you guys just as soon as that's done. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to that. I know John will, too. Okay, we've got about 30 seconds left. Tell us about this next track we're going to play, Meacham's Road. Oh, that is written about the eastern Oregon area. Back when Chief Joseph and the Indians, the Army, were chasing them across the mountains here, that is fully entrenched in the Eastern Oregon heritage. Fantastic. Stephen, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Give our best to everybody back there in Pendleton, Oregon. And, yeah, keep us posted about this uh, 
about this veterans benefit, remember my Facebook groups page, the David Bowers Awards, you can post this information there yourself. You don't have to send press release to me or get my permission or anything. You can go ahead and post it on there directly. We'll pick it up and spread it around to our other social media sites. Perfect. I will be doing that this afternoon. Great. Thank you again. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Stephen Kay, and here he is on Meacham's Road. on Meacham's Road. That's Stephen Kay right here on the David Bowers Awards. We're going to move right along with very little talk in between because we've got a full house today. And our next guest, Mr. Drake King, is standing by right after you listen to Fall Down. Here he is.
Drake King. It's called Fall Down, and we're going to bring the man right on in here right now to talk to us. Say hello, if you will, please, to Drake King. Hello, Drake. Hey, how's it going, guys? Going great. How about with you? I can't complain. Just trying to stay alive in this Texas heat. You know how it is out here. Hey, I'll tell you what, uh, John gets the humid heat down there in Florida, and we normally get the dry heat out here in Arizona, but we've been getting, it's a monsoon season, and we've been getting some, you know, 70, 80% humidity in Arizona. That's, you know, that's really, oh. that doesn't happen. <laughs> but, hey, we got a lot of rain over the weekend, too, three, four inches in here in the uh, Phoenix area. So it's been uh, a hot and damp one here. We can relate to your, uh, you, you know, trying to deal with the heat now you, this is your first, this is your first time here on the show, so I, I should tell you a couple of things uh, up front. One, once you're on the show, you're part of our family, and we like to keep in touch with family. So be sure and keep in touch with us. I want to mention I would mention at the end, but since we're already doing this, I have a among the so, uh, social media pages that we have. I have a David Bowers Awards page on Facebook. That's a groups page. And that is there for guests on the show and really anybody that's involved in the music business to post their events, releases, tour dates, uh, whatever they want to spread around to their fans and maybe even to new fans, hopefully. That's there for you to use. Feel free. That's what it's there for. And also, we have uh, one rule on this show, and that is self-promotion is highly encouraged. So this is your stage. (laughs) Feel free to do that. First, though, since this is your first time on our show, I want to get the folks to get to know you a little bit. And I know you were born at a very early age and uh, got into music early, too. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the music business uh, right from your start, because I understand you were you were an early starter. Yeah, I, um, I, I wasn't quite as early as the first fellow you guys had on, but uh, I started playing around 12 and uh, started writing, writing songs about 15, and my... Uh, my dad had a guitar. He could play a little bit, and I kind of would sneak into his room and play his, mess with his guitar while he was at work. And uh, from there, once I got to where I could sound okay, you know, he showed me a couple chords, and uh, I just couldn't stop playing it. You know, once you get the bug, it's kind of like it's all you want to do. I and, hear you. It's kind of like the radio bug. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So once I <laughs> once I got to where things could sound okay, and uh, I figured out how to play and sing at the same time, and it was off to the races. And now I just write as many songs as I can and try to try to you know produce them as much as I can to my own ability and that's the first one you know we had uh the one we just listened to fall down uh written and and uh mostly produced by me I had a couple other guys from Oklahoma uh McKeever Arnold uh Glenn Finley and um a couple different guys on bass on that song that helped me out with the with the music but um you know trying to do everything from from home it's it's one of those things I I'm trying to get better at well i know the feeling and uh, that's one of the great things uh, people slam uh the internet and of course social media but one of the great things that's come out of the internet is the fact that you can do this you can have a home studio and you can literally do everything from create to publish right in your own home now which is a fantastic thing i want you to meet my co-host yes, here sir. mr john bon jovial who wants to jump into the conversation john well, yes. Hey, Drake, uh, welcome. We're really glad that you're with us, and uh, this is, I guess, your first time. And I, my my question is, you know, where have you been all these years? You know, we've been waiting for you, and, and it's good that you finally called us. <laughs> I don't know, you've been right there. <laughs> 
But uh, <laughs> no, the, the thing that I want to touch on is, uh, and listening to uh, Fall Down, it, it made me wonder what your studio situation is because I know that you know you and David just touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to carry that maybe a little bit further and find out what some of your techniques are. And I think most importantly, what I want to know is, do you dabble at all in analog or are you strictly digital? Well, I it's strictly digital right now. I have um, everything running through a Mac, uh, an iMac, uh, which is like a desktop uh, Mac computer. And uh, right. I run um, Logic Pro on there and I have uh, an interface and then I pretty much run my mics and guitar through that interface, and then I have a piano uh, that goes directly into the to the uh, computer for the software and stuff. And uh, for the drums and and the bass, those were recorded elsewhere, kind of like how David was mentioning. You know, you can with, with how the internet goes, you can have other people record their tracks and send them to you, and, me- and then mesh everything together at the end. And that's kind of how we did uh, this song and the next one that's that's coming up. Well, with the technology of today, you know, you're able to do something like that, whereas even uh, as recently as 20 years ago, uh, maybe you could have, but it would have been extraordinarily difficult. But with Mm. the way technology has evolved, it's pretty easy. We have a uh, guest that's been on with us a few times, and uh, they're in different parts of the world, and they record all their stuff on iPhones and then put it into one central place and come up with these marvelous recordings. So even if something as compact and as simple as an iPhone can be used in a professional manner now, which, you know, being a dinosaur myself, and, and I'm, you know, sometimes consider myself to be an analog man living in a digital world, it just blows my <laughs> mind that you can do that. Yeah, it does. Right. It, well, the, it does the, indeed. The, the iPhone has, has come a long way as far as, video and recording quality goes i mean it's it's a handy thing to be able to have in your pocket it is every bit of that as as i've learned uh, from practical use and uh, you're absolutely right i remember the band the uh, that uh, we had on there's now you know that was a few years ago i know in the last couple of years we've had several groups on who have worked together in uh, as a matter of fact not groups but uh, Two artists who'll get together and you know one will live one place and one will live way on somewhere else. They get together and make music together, and it's really, really great. Uh, not only are they able to do this and make music together, but I think in a way it draws us all a little bit closer together. Like John and I live uh, what twenty five hundred miles apart, and uh, we get to see each other every week, and you know there's just a feeling of community, and I love that, and I think it's great for the music right. business too. I think it's great for music because it expands the possibilities and you get to hear more of what's going on music-wise around the world. Plus, people around the world get the outside influence. They get to know what, you know, people in, uh, you know, in Europe can listen to what's going on in the United States. They don't have to just go with whatever Top 40 radio is playing or whatever. They get to know the feel and work with the artists. And that's what we love on this show. We get to work with the artists to a degree. And uh, I'll tell you, it's been the most, the most wonderful thing that's happened to me in my broadcast career. I love it. And I love uh, having people like you come on and talk with us. Now I understand also that uh, while you were, uh, you were kind of, growing with growing into the business all these years it wasn't until you got into college that you really really jumped on it and started running with it 
That's correct. Yes, uh, I went to the University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma, and uh, I hooked up with a guy named Joe Settlemeyers there, who is just a phenomenal guitarist. He's um, very well recorded, and you know he's played with Vince Gill and uh, all these big kinds of names. And so he, I didn't find out this kind of stuff until later on, but he had he was basically uh, the the leader of the show band class there. And I, I joined that class and we went around playing shows for the college. And pretty soon he said, Hey, you want to go to Nashville? Uh, are you ready? I said, yeah, man, let's go. And so uh, we went <laughs> and, and recorded some, some stuff with Harold Bradley, uh, the late Harold Bradley. I, I still think that's one of the coolest things I've accomplished to this day. To be able to have that, that man. Legend. Yeah. To have him on my, on my album. And so, uh, we did that, and yeah, I mean, since then, I've I've still just been trying to truck along, you know, make make songs and uh, meet more people along the way. Joe's been a, a huge influence on my life, uh, and you know, each each person that I I come across, I try to I try to help learn something from them that somehow equates to better music and uh, one day closer to living off my music. And I understand that uh, uh, Harold Bradley played uh, guitar for you as well as producing uh, your Better Man album. Yes, sir. Yeah, he, um, we, we went there and he, he picked out, you know, the players that he wanted for the rest of the instruments and he played um, some rhythm guitar. He did a lead on one song and then he took care of, you know, uh, finalizing the production and uh, mm-hmm. it was awesome. I mean, just to sit there next to that guy, he, who had played? Oh, you know, I, think, I think he still is the most recorded guitarist in the world. He played for Elvis and Willie Nelson, Patsy Cline, all these, all the great people we could name off. He's on those albums, yeah. putting some kind of Nashville touch on them. You know? Absolutely. Now you, you're not doing too badly yourself, as I understand. You've got yourselves, uh, you got yourself a few uh, trophies on the wall. You had a what an artist of the year at the 2017 Indieville Awards. And uh, you've got a what a, a couple of Josie awards or something, so you're, you're racking up a few little awards there yourself. Yeah, well, you know the the awards are, are always great, and uh, you know I, I always appreciate the awards, but um, it's it's one of those things where I, I just try to stay humble and not let those kind of get to my head or anything. I, I think it's well, I understand like that, but it's quality music and and uh, exactly you know reaching my fans. I think I'll, I'll be on the right track. I think you are on the right track, and you're absolutely right. But it also says it also shows that your peers and others in the business think you're on the right track as well. So I want to congratulate That's you. That's a good that. way of putting it. I want to thank you for coming here and sharing with us today, helping my audience get to know you and also to know your music. Keep in touch with us, please. Thank you so much for being here today, and uh, we'll look yes, forward sir. to talking with you. Don't forget to post up on my Facebook groups page and uh, we look forward to talking with you again. Okay. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate y'all having me on. You're very welcome. Our pleasure. Drake King, ladies and gentlemen, and this is called Only You.
Mr. Drake King there. It's called Only You. And that, that guy, as young as he is, he's written over 600 songs already. I don't know. I think we might be hearing more from Mr. Drake King. And thank you very much for stopping by here on the David Bowers Awards. And last but not least today, we have a lady coming in here who's going to, well, she's going to knock your socks off. You're going to really enjoy her music. We're going to be talking with her in just about four minutes or so. But first, we're going to let you listen to a tune. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, it's her current hit called Given a Damn. You're going to love this. Here she is, Pamela Hopkins. She calls herself Pamela Hopkins, giving a damn don't go with my outfit. And here she is. Come on in here, Pamela. Hello there. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Doing well, thanks. I'm so glad to have you here with us today. That's a great tune thanks you just did there. That's a, that is a kick-ass <laughs> song, I got to say. I appreciate it. We had a lot of fun writing that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I wrote that one. I bet you did. I bet you did. And you just <laughs> answered my first question. You did uh, You did write that tune yourself. <laughs> You got a yeah, winner there, and uh, I think you. Thank you. Me and two other co-writers wrote that one: Dave Linehan and uh, Melissa Lee Johnson. Yeah. Great. I'm <laughs> glad you mentioned their names because we like to we like to get everybody their dues here and give them their credits. Tell us now, since this is your first time on the David Bowers Awards, tell us all about 
your background, where you're from, and how you got to where you are today, because we want to get to know you better. Uh, well, I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, and um, let's see, my background, background in music and dueling pianos and um, all that good stuff, and got back into uh, solo writing and solo uh, being a solo artist about three or four years ago, and uh, just continue to write and Put out music. That's what I do. <laughs> That's a and short do it. Of it. Well, I mean, my, my full time job is I, I'm a dually piano player. So yeah, I was going to ask you about that. That's intriguing. We were talking with someone here uh, last I don't know two three weeks ago, and they had mentioned dueling pianos. I've heard of the uh, of the. Uh, no, I've actually I've seen on TV. I've seen the uh, the effect of uh, dueling pianos. I've never had the the fun of going to a lounge or wherever they play to actually see dueling pianists in person. What's that like? You as an artist that participates, it, what's it like to you? It, it's a lot of fun. So that's kind of what got me back into the music scene was um, going into one of those bars and going, you know what, I can do this. You know, I, I spent a long time out of the music uh, industry and wanted back in it and learning how to accompany myself and all of that um, was one of my priorities. So I basically got, you know, with a guy that was a, kind of a trainer, and he's like, come back, and, uh, you know, after you've learned X amount of songs, and that's what I did, and got my foot in the door. And it's a good it's a good time. So it's a clap-along, sing-along type atmosphere. You, I tell people to think of, like, the top 40, um, kind of top 40 songs that you would normally hear on the radio mm-hmm. that make you want to sing and dance. Those sure. are the ones that we, we learned to play. Yeah. Well, that's something that I wish I had been aware of or had been around when I was a kid because I it might have it might have altered my future path because I started on piano back when I was about I don't know six years old I think it was my mother found that you know I, I had listened to the family my grandfather was a fiddle player and we we had the old RCA Victrola and listened to the, all the uh, stations a lot of country music uh, over pop of right. course but I did I did get into the pop music too so you know if I had Right. known of the concept of the dueling pianists, I might have pursued the piano a little more than I did. And I do have to say you rattled another uh, memory cell in my in my gray matter. And in being from Little Rock, it brings, just flashes me back to a, a great tune from the 60s. I think it was, what, about 65, 66, Fertile and Husky. And I hear Little Rock calling, which I always love. Love that tune to this day. So, oh. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that. Here we just met, and already yeah, I'm thanking you for memories. So <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I mean, it's a fun gig. It's a you know, it's it's just a, it's a fun it's a fun time. I tell anybody, you know, and, and you were saying, you know, something about piano lessons way back when. If I had a quarter for everybody who said, you know, I wish I wouldn't have stopped playing. Like when they come in to, to see what we do, they're like, man, they're just impressed. And they're like, man, I played as a little girl. I played as a little boy. I wish I wouldn't have quit. And yeah, I, I know the feeling. my kids that because I, I made them take piano lessons. And I was like, you find one adult that says they're glad they quit, and I'll let you quit. <laughs> there you go. And you're going to have a tough time. One. They can never find one. <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say, you're going you're gonna to have a tough time finding an adult to admit that they, you know, to say that I I'm glad I quit the music. John Bon Jovial, I'm glad you didn't quit radio because otherwise you probably wouldn't be here sitting alongside of me doing the show. You've got something to add, I know. Well, you know, how could I quit radio? Everybody tells me I had such a great face for radio, so (laughs) I I just kind of stuck with it. Pamela, I, you know, I, first of all, welcome to the show. We are really absolutely thrilled that you're here with us. And I wanted to know about the construction of the music 
in giving a damn. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing many instruments, and I want to know what led you to orchestrate it the way you have. You know, what are you playing? What are your cohorts playing? That kind of thing. Well, so this particular song, you know, I, like I said, I co-wrote with Dave Linehan and Melissa Lee, and I kind of got to start there, I guess. Uh, the idea came from a T-shirt, and um, and then I live in a small town, so that's where the, the whole storyline came from. Well, what we do is uh, Dave is usually the one who will play like an acoustic work tape for me, and he'll send it over to me, and then I just go to my uh, my place in Nashville, which is off the row recording studio right outside of Nashville in Franklin, Tennessee, and I give it to my producer. And he has studio musicians basically come in, and I kind of give them a direction, him a direction, you know, kind of like this is what I'm hearing. So I kind of went like a rock tune or whatever, and then he's got this amazing guitar player that that puts together, I guess, the charts for everybody. And it's like when I step in, he already knows what it's going to sound like. And I just put my earphones on, and I just start singing to whatever they do. And it's like nothing I've ever seen before. So my band, actually, when I don't write with my band, they have to learn it how the studio musicians did it, you know, that's been produced by the producer. So on this particular one, since it was not written in, you know, with my actual band members, they had to learn <laughs> backwards, basically. Like, hey, here's what the sound the sound is, and they were like better than what we thought it would be. Because they've all heard the work tape going in, you know, and then, sure. like I said, I kind of leave it to my producer and Danny, his lead guitar player, um, that kind of decides which direction we're going after I kind of give them my idea. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. No, that perfect makes perfect sense. sense. Okay. I mean, you're, 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 you're thinking, I, I think you're, you're thinking logically and probably emotionally, which I think you have to have an element of both to put together a successful right. tune because after all, you know, this is your soul that you're putting into this. Right. So, of, of course, you have to be fanatical. I don't know if that's the right word about it, but, you know, you, you have a certain set feeling in your head as to what this is going to sound like. So you have to do what you have to do to get it out there and get it, you know, in, in the, your, your fellow musicians' heads what this is going to sound right. like. And uh, it, it sounds to me like you accomplish that right and it's it's awesome working with those uh studio musicians that you can say this is what i'm hearing and they just do it like it's like nothing i've ever seen before because i've when i work with my band on songs um even on some of the work tapes that i do and i'm like hey this is kind of what i'm i'm thinking i need you guys to help me because we're going to put a work tape together so i don't have to convey it to the studio musicians because i i don't want any miscommunication Versus when I know to give it to the studio musicians and let them do their thing. So um, knowing my band members and um, kind of what they bring to the table versus what I know a studio musician would bring to a table, it's sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a fine line sometimes. But I have to know who I'm working with in order to direct them which way I'm trying to go with the tune, which is it's fun. And I can tell you the people that I work with in Franklin um, at Off the Row are top-notch. I mean, every time that I've given it to them to do with just an idea or just a work tape, it's been, it's turned out better than what I had in my head. So awesome. I listened to it and I'm like, how did y'all know? Like, how did you know that was it is better? And you've got a, You've got the sound. You've got the sound down. There's no question about that. See, you've got the two sides that you need. You've got the lyric, the catch, the catch line, and you've got the music sound down too. Uh, I congratulate you. We're down to about one minute I'm being on here, so uh, I want to mention, as I do to all guests, you're part of our family here on the show, and also we have a page 
We have a lot of pages, but uh, we have a Facebook groups page, and that's the David Bowers Awards on Facebook. You can go there, post your music news, uh, rumors, new music, uh, play dates, anything you want to share with the fans, both present and future, and we will pick up on that and spread it around on our other social media just to make sure everybody gets the word there, okay? Well, I appreciate it. I'll put my video on there then for giving a damn don't go with my outfit. It's a good one, too. Absolutely. That one I did direct. <laughs> Completely Fantastic, and I'm glad you're doing that because I've seen it. It's a great video, and I look forward to being able to share that with uh, my followers all wherever they are. And I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank Michael at MTS for putting us in touch with each other. Do keep in touch. We'd love to have you back and see us again in the future when we have a little more time to talk. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Fantastic, and thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Pamela Hopkins, and here she is with The Little Things. You know when to get close and when to stay away. You know how to bring the sun to my darkest day. You know just what turns me on And just what turns me on Like the way you call me baby And pull me on that long It's those little things that make my heart melt Everything that you won't find in a fairy tale But it wakes me up and puts me to bed Looking back I know I'm blessed Little things. 
Pamela Hopkins. And uh, you know what, John Bon Jovial, we didn't get a chance to talk about this. I wanted to mention it to her and have her tell us how she manages all of this. But in addition to being a wife, raising a family, and uh, having, of course, a music career, she's also had careers in law enforcement and then as an English teacher in the middle and elementary school levels. She has definitely earned her wings. Oh, she's earned her stripes, that's for sure. That is, I did not know that. That is absolutely fantastic. And my hat's off to Pamela for that. And, of course, you know, just the fact that she's been in law enforcement, which can be such a thankless job. And so I, I should, and sincerely, and I really mean it, thank her for her service. That's wonderful. Absolutely, I agree, and I concur 100% there. We want to thank her for coming by and visiting with us today, sharing her music and time, and she's got some great music there. Speaking of great music, we've had a great show full of music today. We want to thank all of our guests, Pamela Hopkins, as well as Drake King and Stephen Kay, and we want to thank you, our listeners, as we always do, because without you, there would not be us. Thank you so much, and we'll look forward to seeing you back here once again next week on the David Bowers Awards. Meantime, John Bon Jovial, I think it's time for you to take us home. Yes, indeed. Well, folks, thank you so much for being with us for the past hour. We are truly grateful for your presence each and every week and hope that you will join us again next week for the David Bowers Awards, which just happens to be broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. We are available for free on the best streaming services in the land out there, so that's where you're going to find us. Follow the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFC FM 106.3, Rochester, New York. That's Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers Awards and all the crew of morons here, this is the chief moron, John Von Jovial, the legendary one, saying thank you so much for being with us. And we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.